Hi, and welcome to Grow Your Own Way. My name is Nina. I'm a brand and business coach for intentional and purpose-driven founders and CEOs who are craving a sustainable and spacious business first. I'm also a 6-2 manifesting generator and quad raid in human design. And I'm here to support you in growing your brand and business in your own unique way. This podcast is for those of you who are curious about a more holistic approach to your business, like mindset work, nervous system work, energetics, you know, practices that really support you. Join me as I draw from my experiences and my pool of wisdom and offer you tools and strategies, systems and structures that support you and really create safety and spaciousness in your business. Thank you so much for choosing to be here and I'm so, so happy to have you in this space. The Responding CEO currently has its doors open and I'm so excited to share this with you. The Responding CEO is a first of its kind business immersion and community just for sake roles. And it's something that I was looking for, right? I've done the research, I've Googled, I've Instagram, I side searched. There were courses and communities, you know, for just for um, maybe business for projectors or a community for projectors or a content course for generators and you get the gist, but I couldn't find a business immersion that really, A, just for generators and manifesting generators and that really teaches and supports and guiding sacrals to really grow a sustainable and spacious brand, right? While also, you know, focusing on mindset, while also focusing on embodiment practices. And I think most importantly, that big community element, so, right? So the Responding CEO is a six months business immersion and community created for generators and manifesting generators. So the sacral beings who want to grow a spacious and sustainable brand and business in their own unique way. And this is really where your unique gifts and strengths inform your brand, marketing and business strategy. So this is where strategy and energetics really co-create to help you step into the sacral CEO that you've always designed to be, right? And to give a little bit of the why, right? The key to building a sustainable, your sustainable and spacious business online in 2024 is showing up in your own unique and authentic way, right? Really allowing yourself to be seen in your work. Meaning, growing, creating, offering, selling from your authentic self. And as a generator and manifesting generator, you're here to create a business that fully lights you up to create offers that satisfy you because that's when you're your most magnetic, right? And when you actually attract others into your world. 
And so learning how to work with your unique energy and create a unique to you brand, marketing and business strategy to really stand out online. So we're really attracting instead of chasing and learning how to embody, yeah, the energetics to really step into like big sacral CEO vibes. Doors close on October 22nd and we're currently, we currently have two more spots left for um, our early access. Um, the link is in the show notes. If you have any questions, DMs the chat to the place to chat. I'm always here. If you have an emotional authority, you need maybe a little bit longer to make your decision, just reach out to me. All right. Until then, bye. I'm so excited um, for you guys to dive into this week's episode. I'm being joined by my friend, my business friend, Caitlin. Caitlin is a business coach and mentor, and she's dedicated to helping her clients create more ease and spaciousness in their businesses and in their lives. And her support focuses on really expanding our structural and energetic capacities, and she blends the woo and the work. And this is such an aligned approach to business, right? Which is also why we've connected. Um, and it really supports her clients to step into more alignment, you know, with their offers and their values and how they want to lead. And more so that they can continue to grow their impact and income in a way that feels good and spacious to them, right? Caitlin and I were both six twos. Um, that's how we connected. And we've really <laughs> talked about everything from like pivoting from a rapid growth and successful first business to a more sustainable and spacious business model from really like you, we've touched on human design and the channel 3740, the community ch channel, which we both hold and what it means to feel fair around, you know, pricing your offers, what it really means to grow into an embodied role model, right? As a six line and business mentor. So without any further ado, let's dive in. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode on the Grow Your Own Way podcast. And yeah, I've already mentioned it. I'm so excited to have my, yeah, I'm like, I feel like my business friend, right? Like at this point, I feel like we're yeah. friends. <laughs> Caitlin here today. So I'm actually going to hand it over to you, Caitlin. First off, thank you so much for choosing to be here and taking the time. And yes, maybe you want to introduce yourself to our listeners and just, yeah, give a little bit of an overview of what you do and mm -hmm. we'll take it from there. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to record this. I can't wait to hear just what magic comes through. Um, I'm Caitlin. I am a business coach, a mindset coach. I kind of work in the realm of like business and energetics. It's a little bit of the woo and the work, if you will. Um, and really my whole like business is built around similarly to you, like helping people run businesses in ways that feel really good for them. Um, I talk a lot about ease, a lot about spaciousness, a lot about taking care of yourself, taking care of the the human running the business and 
you know, the impacts of that, the byproducts of that always seem to be just a business that feels really good and actually works, you know, serves the people, makes the money, does the things. And I just, I love it so much. I'm so grateful that that's how things have worked out in my life and in my business. And I get to spend my days talking to brilliant people doing really cool things. It's just so magical. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. I mean, so aligned, right. And I think that's what, <laughs> why we probably feel so connected already. And it's, I think always so beautiful to see, Hey, you're not the only one actually, who's really trying to pioneer this movement and there's such a big shift and it's so beautiful then obviously to connect with humans like you, because we have these shared values, right? Yeah. And, um, I'd like to know a little bit more about your journey, right? Because you had a former business and, you know, as part of like grow your own way. I'm always like, I like to ask guests, like, what does growing your own way means? Like on a personal level, but also on a business level, right? And um, we can go more into details a little bit later, but yes, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey from like, you know, starting your first company and then transitioning into the business and mindset and energetics, which I love because I think it's honestly strategy and energetics, mindset and energetics, like yeah. they belong together. It's all like interconnected, right? <laughs> yes. yes, I fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah, I love this. Um, I'm just, yeah, my first business, I started uh, kind of on a, not like necessarily on a whim, but I was in kind of what I call my quarter life crisis where like everything sucked. Like the guy I was dating was actually terrible and the town I lived in, I hated and my job was dumb. And I just was like, everything sucks and I hate this. <laughs> and I had stumbled into the online business space via starting an Etsy shop with my sister. And then I was like, oh, like there are people selling services. Like I know I'm a graphic designer and it just kind of like naturally unfolded. And I joke a lot that like, my first year of business was like a dumpster fire. Like just, I had just no idea what I was doing. <laughs> it was just all over the place. I was, you know, not very focused on the work. I had just moved to Charleston. I had just, um, you know, uprooted my life and all this stuff. And I was more um, focused on having fun and getting to know people and all that kind of stuff. So the first year, a struggle. And right at the end of that first year, I had a client who I had done some ongoing retainer type work with. And I was like, I just wish I could work with more people like you. And she's like, there are more people like me. And it like clicked in my brain for some reason. It had never clicked before that, that like, oh, I really like this specific element of my work. I could just do more of that. Prior to that, I had been just, you know, doing what I saw other people do and kind of trying to follow like the gurus and, oh, should I have a webinar and a masterclass and a a course, even though I had barely been in business, like all of this stuff and her just saying those simple words really opened me up to like, wait, there are things that I'm good at. There are things that I enjoy doing. There are things that like I can do well and, and really serve people with why, why not just continue to go in that direction. And I feel like that speaks to that whole idea of like really growing in your aligned way. I kind of stumbled in to my aligned way for that first business. Um, and it blew up after that, just, yeah, like kind of the quote overnight success thing. It was a couple of months, but it really was like zero to 100 very quickly after that, which is such a cool experience. And then the transition from, from the design business into the coaching. 
Yeah. Again, like another curiosity kind of thing, just growing that business, you know, there was obviously some struggles in there. I blew up really quickly. So then I was very busy and I was saying yes to everything. And it was the most money I'd ever made. So then it, you know, a new can of worms presented itself. And part of that journey was like really pulling back, really getting more focused, really like, um, you know, owning my skill set, raising my prices, building better packages, all that kind of stuff that you navigate through, I think at some point in entrepreneurship. And then um, with my spare time that I developed because I created much better systems and structures and boundaries, I kind of started hearing people talk about um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And I was like, this is interesting. Like, what is this? And I'd always been kind of a personal development person. Um, and when I started like doing a little bit of research, I saw all these coaching certifications and I was like, oh, I want these tools for myself. Like I want to be able to self-coach. I, I, I like learning. I like personal development. This seems great. And I didn't really start going through any kind of coaching stuff with the intention of coaching. It was just like, I want this for me. And then turns out I love it and I'm good at it. And it's really fun. And it's just a magical place. And so that sort of naturally led into transitioning and, and starting the new business. I love this. And it was still like spoken like a true projector, right? Like, Hey, I don't want to do this. I want this for myself. I feel like me as a manager, I'm like, Ooh, I want this so I can teach it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, just hearing you say that, but I, I love how something, and this is, you know, like probably another question I wanted to ask as well. Like there's always a story, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, values in terms of you know having an easeful life a spacious business it's rooted somewhere right I mean it's the same like the content we put out I'd say 99.9 percent of the time it's the content that we need to hear ourselves or we mm. need to hear like older versions or sometimes even maybe up, like our future as right so yeah. would you say that you know through the the rapid growth right so maybe the not sustainable growth in your first mm-hmm. business and then the exploration and being able to self-coach and kind of hold that space for yourself, that these were all elements that kind of, you know, made it even the voice inside even louder and clearer to be like, hey, actually, this has helped me so much. You know, I always say like, let my hindsights be your foresight, right? Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I'm the first to say, you know, I know, I know in the, in like kind of more traditional online business marketing, there's like a a format, right? Like you tell your story and you tell how you, you know, you learned the hard way and you want to help the next person. And I used to kind of roll my eyes at that. And now I'm sitting here and I'll have someone ask me, like a client ask me about, you know, how to evolve their business into something new. And I'm like, well, don't do what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm so willing to tell like the kind of, um, and it's very sick line, right. To tell like what I've learned from my experiences, um, and infuse that into how I support people because I mean, the first 30 years, right. I've had a lot of experiences, (laughs) um, pretending to be a third line for a minute. And I'm just so excited to like share, you know, the ups and the downs of that so that someone else can have a slightly easier time, a slightly better time, you know, even if it's not perfect, if I can save like one day, if I can shave one day off of it, like I'm happy to to do that, you know? Mm, yeah. You know, I, I definitely think it it's the sixth line. Right. And, and, you know, I was 
I kind of sat with this for a while and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. So this was probably a while back because I'm a firm believer that, you know, I used to be this person who would remove tricky situations for others. So just Mm -hmm. so they don't have to, you know, navigate through it. And even with my family, right, with my younger sister, I'm like, okay, which obstacles can I remove and kind of, but then, you know, I was kind of reflecting on like, actually, I am the person I am today because, you know, Mm -hmm. I've hit rock bottom and because I've experienced this. And then I was like, but then why am I doing my, like, why would people pay me to do my job? And then I kind of sat with it, right? And then, then the whole like trial and error, living as a, th- a third line, and then also like the line six. And I was like, I think what it is, maybe, is, you know, and everyone, you know, experiences like hardships, maybe in their own way, right? And for some of them, it's smaller, for others, it's bigger. But maybe this is where we come in as, as as leaders, right? As mentors, really, with the sixth line, that we can take all the lessons, right? And mm-hmm. actually, yeah, and let our hindsight actually be foresights. And this is how we can really step into, especially like in the coaching space. And mm-hmm. it kind of just hit me. And then I was just, you know, you know, it's like you see a red car and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere, right? Yeah. So like this is I'm like, okay, now I'm attracting six twos into my space and then just watching the space I'm like interesting everyone's had their story which is obviously really formed their foundations and really I think also like self-leadership right like how you lead yourself is how you lead others and what are some of the values um yeah what are your thoughts on that yeah I love that I have a lot of thoughts my brain was like firing off things and I was like pay attention (laughs) be in the moment listen (laughs) Um, I love that I, um, you know, what comes up for me is I, I really think human design actually opened me up to this thought. I I probably had it before, but like human design really solidified it. I really think like as humans, we're all these like unique puzzle pieces, but like we do fit together, right? Like we learn in relationship, we learn in having experiences with other people and saying like, you know, this is good for me. This isn't good for me. This feels good. This doesn't feel good. Like I want to go more towards that. I don't want to go more towards that. And so when I think about, oh, am I, you know, does someone need to go through these experiences to grow as a human or am I like somehow, um, derailing them or something like that, or making it too easy for them or something? My thought is we're just in relationship together. It's not like I'm telling them exactly what they have to do and they need to do it or else I'm saying, here are some thoughts, here are some ideas. How does this feel for you? And like, what if that is just part of their journey? And if I think back on my own journey, so many of my, my, you know, biggest breakthroughs and most pivotal moments came in relationship, not always good, healthy, wonderful relationship, but like in some sort of, um, pushing against or whatever the right word there is like other people and other ideas and other perspectives and all of that. And so like that helped me in my journey. Why couldn't I be that role in their journey too. I don't know. Does that make sense? That's how my brain is is thinking about it. One, like, yes, I think it's breakthroughs or I'm like, I was called, you know, these lessons. I'm like, yes, it's always through someone else. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I know dated this guy. It didn't last, but I knew exactly why we had that time together. Cause it was, there was such a big breakthrough for me. Right. So 100% Mm -hmm. like, you know, in, 
in relationship. And on that note, like my brain's not good. <laughs> 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 read, um, what's a book called? It's called Anchored by Deb Dana. And she kind of talks about polyvagal theory. So I love like working with the nervous system. And it was almost shocking to me when she was like, you know, we're, we're meant to believe that or we're being taught to self-regulate our emotions, our nervous system, when the truth actually we're supposed to co-regulate. And I was oh, like, yes. What? I, right? oh, I, yes. I literally am saying this to my clients all the time. Oh, I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got really excited. <laughs> was there more you were going to say to that? No, but then I was going to say, but for, you know, the line two in me and you, and I'm like, oh, I just want to deal with it on my own. You know, like, I, I feel like I need this. Yeah it's such a play with like, you know, what's too much, what's not enough. And, but yeah, that for me was also like a big moment where I was like, and I almost talk about self-regulating and like, how does this work? And yes, obviously diving deeper into this, but yeah. Yeah. I, just- I, I worked with a, a coach for over four years now who, you know, we met through the pretense of business coaching, but she's so much more than a business coach. She's like a, a life mentor for me, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, she works with, with somatics and nervous system work. And I remember a couple of years ago, I, I don't remember exactly how I said it, but my point was like, it's so interesting to me that when we're going deep on these different things in our calls, how I'm like, things come up for me that would never have come up for me by myself journaling. And she started to explain this idea to me. And it was like, I mean, simply put how I understand it is like, there are things that my brain does not want to venture towards. There are things that my brain does not want to think about. There are things that my brain is like, that feels unsafe Mm -hmm. unless it knows that someone is there with me, like to help me through it, to pull me back. If I feel like I've gone too far into it or whatever that might be. And that's really how I understand this idea of co-regulating. It's like having that anchor um, and I, a lot of my clients are into reading, um, spicy, spicy fantasy books, you know, we're into like a quarter thorn and roses and all that. And I always tell them there's that a, there's, there's a theme at the moment, right? Everywhere. Everywhere yeah. on social. I'm like, what's <laughs> I mean, I highly recommend, but uh, <laughs> in one of the books called it's the Crescent city series. It's by the same author as like the big book that everyone gets pulled into. She has this whole part of the book that literally speaks to this so perfectly she doesn't she's not talking about nervous system work or whatever it's like part of the fantastical plot um and I'm always telling my clients because they've all read the book or want to read the book I'm like go read it and you will totally understand why we can go deep on a call and maybe it feels like you can't do that on your own and like that's okay that makes sense like that's totally normal and I'm I'm here to co-regulate with you you know I love that yeah so true it's like yeah just the space holding right like even sometimes I've noticed this sometimes like in yoga and even like if the teacher doesn't say anything or when I was teaching you know sometimes but just feeling safe that someone else is around and then I think obviously you know feeling safe I would say like feeling safe it's such a practice right the more we experience feeling safe and not just you know external situations but also in our bodies more we're probably willing to kind of go deeper and uncover and you know look at some of the shadows or whatever whatever else is hiding right and it's just this um yeah practice and like it's so interesting like all these different concepts I feel like no matter whether it's a concept or a system or a practice 
in the end they all have like the, they share like the same the same essence in a way right mm-hmm. so, um I really love this I really love this um this book okay I need I need to read the books because I've been seeing them I've been um but there's another one right because this one is like a, it, there are three books I think or is it a trilogy the the so the author the the one that everyone gets started with the one that like introduced everybody to this whole world is called a core of thorn and roses yeah that has that's like an unfinished like she's still writing them so I don't know how many there will be total I think there there are four and like a half like a a novella but like there's like four now um but then I you know binged those and then I was like what else has this author wrote and she's wrote two other um series one is complete one is ongoing um and in one of those series she talks about they're, they're literally called anchors in the book but it's the exact same idea it's like somebody like part of their you know growing into their magical abilities or whatever is like going into the depths of their soul if they don't like call it that but that's like what it is and like seeing their darkest bits but they have a person there to anchor them and pull them back out and oh. all this kind of stuff and I'm like that's that's nervous system work <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah, yeah. oh beautiful um yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend. They're all good. All of her books are good. I like them. Yeah, I think there's another like series that I've been seeing as well because this one was recommended to me like last year or two years ago, and then the one I'm seeing on Instagram now, I'm like, okay, what what is this? I'm like, and I usually if something is like super on vogue, I'm like, no. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> Harry Potter. Honestly, I didn't start reading Harry Potter till too like really late. I was like, nope, nope, and then Resist. I'm like, no, I didn't want to like it. Or Harry Styles. I'm like. Oh, damn I didn't really want to like his <laughs> but it's so dang catchy I'm just totally the same <laughs> oh, yeah so and um, so when did you find or when has when did human design find you and has the way you're doing business shifted since you've become maybe more familiar with your human design Yes. Um, so it was early 2019 and it's actually the same coach that I was just mentioning. She was offering human design readings. I didn't realize it at the time she had like just started her business. I, I thought she was like, you know, just this incredibly knowledgeable, like business. Well, I was like, I'm like obsessed with her from the start. And it was such a projector exchange. Cause she's also a projector at the end of the, the 30 minute reading or whatever I had booked. I was like, hi, I am obsessed with this and you, how do I pay you more money? I would like to pay you more money and just be in your world. And then, you know, learning more about being a projector. I'm like, wow, what a dreamy thing that I said to her. <laughs> like that probably felt so good to receive. Um, and so I started in 2019. I didn't, I didn't really start to like consciously integrate it and like really think about the, the information and how it applied to my day to day um, consciously probably until like 2021. But if I look back kind of this idea of like hindsight being 2020, um, if I look back 2019 is when, you know, I entered into the coaching certification shortly after that I shifted and opened the new business a couple months later. Um, like I think in a way it, it, it started to show up before I even realized it showed up, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't like, Ooh, what would a projector do today? Or, Ooh, how can I honor my emotional authority today? But I think it was like taking root, um, the whole time, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, human design is meant to be felt and lived, right? Embodied. Like, it's not something you can just like study and learn by heart. I'm like, it doesn't work. I mean, there's, yeah. I think with everything in life, right? There's this integration piece. And I think it's also beautiful that it didn't direct your life because often it's like, oh, it says I'm a projector and, you know, this is exactly what I need to do. But in the end, you're still your own authority, right? And mm -hmm. I mean, you have, you're a six two as well, you know, you have an emotional authority and so you're already, you know, living life different than other projectors, right? So mm -hmm. I think that the charts are so nuanced and um, so, yeah, really trusting your own decision-making. How... I think especially with the six two, right? Because, and one thing I've seen is in terms of attracting clients, mm. are clients finding you? Is it more like the pole, the magnetic piece? And because I think because of that rawness of sharing, like through the six line, um, something I've been witnessing like in myself, but also with others who have the six, it's almost, it's this, yes in human design I mean we always say if you follow your strategy and authority obviously you're magnetic right but I think especially in how we show up online and the way we share which is obviously beautiful how you share as well right a lot of storytelling a lot of like your experiences but then applying it to something you teach or coach on or something that's obviously very omnipresent mm -hmm. um how would you say you're journey with like you know working with clients and them finding you has been um as yeah. that's a good question it's so interesting I actually haven't thought about this but something very clearly is coming up so that's so interesting to pull that out um in the first business in the design business once I once I really got on the trajectory of like the type of work I wanted to do and it also kind of shows up in my incarnation cross a little bit, like this idea of wanting to do things differently at the time. It's much more popular now, but in uh, late 2016, no designers were offering ongoing retainer work. Like I literally created a title. It's like, I'm a design VA because people knew what virtual assisting was, but they like had not, and like Canva did not exist yet. Like it was like very much like a, a new thing or it felt like a new thing. Um, granted outside of the online business space, that's how designers work all the time, right? On retainer, but it just hadn't been brought into this space yet, at least to my knowledge. And so um, I, I attracted a lot of people because of that. And I also attracted a lot of people because this is what's coming up that I've never thought about. I was really willing to like network. I was willing to get on coffee chats. I was so excited to find this like community of people who got it. I wasn't like jaded or anything yet. I was just like, so, so excited to be in it. And that feels kind of like third line. I was so willing to just be like, I'll talk to anyone. I'll do anything. I'll try anything. And I'm realizing now this is a new connection that when I transitioned into the coaching business, that was like, I was like going onto the roof. Like that's like when I was like pulling back and like, I need some space. I need to heal. I've been through a lot. <laughs> like I need to like kind of be in by myself. And in the beginning of the coaching business, it was actually really challenging for me to get clients because I think I was so unwilling to, to really like put myself out there and talk about this and like really share my story and all that, because it coincidentally was literally right when I was like in my most pulling away, if that makes sense. Um, and that's an interesting new connection because that has, you know, a couple of years later, 
it's be, I've become so much more willing to make connections. I've been so much more willing to, to just talk to people and chat. It's almost like I've kind of like done enough, even though it's only been a couple of years, like I've almost like, like healed enough on the roof that I'm like, okay, I can like tiptoe down every once in a while and like talk to people, you know? Um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't know if that doesn't answer your question really, but it just felt like a really interesting thought of the timeline that I had never thought about, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think especially, you know, as a projector, right? Like rest is so important, you know, for, for you guys. And with a lot of projectors, you know, you guys are like the last energy type that, you know, kind of came to be and a lot of projectors have been conditioned to live like sacrals right like generators or manifesting generators so really mm-hmm. understanding to withdraw and then plus the second line as well right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I think finding the balance and I'm like okay when is it safe to come out yeah uh when is it safe to be seen and uh, I feel like it's this this play of like with the sixth line then as well right the sixth line who was like the natural role model and mm-hmm. kind of wants to be seen um and then um the second line but obviously also in terms of like really honoring your energy as a projector and yeah. you know needing to be and I think this is why it's so important you know for projectors as well being in the space you know friends and even work or your peers who really see you right and to reflect that back to you, um, to get that invitation. So it's being reflected back, like your genius and everything that you do. Yeah. That's something you're so good at. You're so, like, every time, whenever you message me on Instagram or anything, I'm just like basking in it. Like, I'm just like, this feels so nice. <laughs> well, this is, I think this is just, I've always been like this. Right. And I think it's so, this is something, you know, as a child and I'm like, why is it so hard for you know, and especially in Germany, having grown up in Germany, and I think we've talked about this when I was on your podcast, mm-hmm. where I, you know, instantly fell in love with Americans because they were so open, they would compliment, you know, and even sometimes it's probably just, you know, you just say it, but to make the effort to say something nice and mm-hmm. it it doesn't hurt me, it doesn't cost me anything to say something, you know, but then I also obviously understand not everyone's the same. And for me, it comes easy to say something, you know, something nice. But it's also like, how nice is it to just tell someone, I saw this, I'm like, oh, I really love it. Like, you know, your energy really shines through or I love how you did this. And yeah, I like making people feel good. And it's, yeah. it's definitely like in my chart as well. But oh. yeah, I love this. I love, yeah, I find it very inspiring. I've been... I've, I have been leaning more into that. I think there was, you know, some work around, I mean, this is probably true for every projector before they realize it, but there had been so many experiences in my life of like really giving it my all. And it, you know, the invitation was never there. (laughs) So like there was never that reciprocation or anything like that. And just feeling really kind of exhausted and, and burnt out on that. And I think, I think I, this year in particular have just been coming out of that cocoon and being like, oh, I'm willing to put myself out there to people and like, trust that I can hold myself through any potential rejections or whatever, but I can also like really connect with super soul aligned people. And that's just been my experience this whole year. And it's been so magical. So yeah, I love that. I love that. And I mean, you also, you know, you have the leadership channel, right? The 731. And then you have the community channel, which we actually share the 4037. Yeah, I love that. We share, um, we share as well. And 
really interesting you know like again like I feel like don't let a child define what you do and but it's always obviously I know you now like you know looking at this I'm like seeing it just also with you know your current um, experience shift your shit and it's just like the way you hold space you know for others as well um so bringing like has community always been like a focus for you like even when you were younger like the calling for you know your own community but also you know grow in a community maybe yeah it's actually weird I, I think I don't know if this is just like a projector thing maybe a little bit of a six line thing um yeah definitely a, a six line thing always feeling a little bit removed like a little bit on the outside like a little bit like you know I'm in, I'm I'm sitting at the cool kids table but I'm not like running the table kind of thing like that's kind of been my experience growing up I was always like you know, had a group around me. I was in sports or whatever. Like I always had, you know, a community, a group of people, but it never felt like super, um, what's the right word here? My brain is totally blank. It never felt like something that I was like, I was creating. It was like, oh, you kind of just got like it pulled into it or invited into it, but it didn't feel like something that was like, this is exactly the dream community that I want to be in kind of thing. And that wasn't until I was much older. And I realized a lot of that is being really intentional with like my values and who I want to be around and like trusting that those people are there and trusting that I can share those things. And it's been, it's definitely been one of my, you know, it's, it's, I think it's fitting that it's, um, my conscious son and earth. It's been such a, a journey of like being like, oh, those people are there, like trusting that I can find the right people and that I can curate and call in and magnetize this amazing, you know, group of people around me. Um, it it's, that's not been what's run my life. I think seeking that has run a lot of my life and I'm only probably within the last five years been like, of course, this is, can work. Of course I can do this. Of course I can have this. Does that make sense? It's yeah. kind of rambly. <laughs> makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, like bringing it back to like, the sixth line you know like the born you know plus being a projector right like the born leader really right the role mm-hmm. model and yeah plus leadership channel <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> you've seen that but yeah also seen it how you're you know holding space and it's always interested because interesting because I think group dynamics I love group programs because it's also the energy from everyone else in a container that really creates the dynamic right and sometimes there's so much you also get from one another and it's always like for me I'm like oh my I see pieces of myself and each of the other humans mm. and but then it's like okay how's the mentor coach actually holding the space and kind of you know navigating and guiding the conversations and what you've said earlier right the values and I'm like it's so important to do that work in the beginning because you have to understand your values and who you're calling in, right? Mm-hmm. But also then for setting new boundaries, um, mm-hmm. essentially as well, because, you know, if you don't really go on that exploration phase and often, and that's what I've seen, like in this, um, what I've witnessed is I can tell you have very firm boundaries that you don't even need to express because you're living them. Because mm-hmm. you're it's really when you internalize your own boundaries no one will fuck with them because it's almost like you know you're just everyone can feel them and I feel like it's I'm like wow there's a lot of people in the group but 
I feel like it's really working like the boundaries I'm like oh Caitlin has very strong boundaries <laughs> thank you I appreciate that that is um it's it's so funny because you know it's a very like I guess kind of second line of me to be like to not even realize that that is such a strength of mine until you know human design kind of exposed that to me but um it, but you know prior to that didn't really realize that that was something that people saw in me or, or like sought from me and now I can look back to so many experiences in my life of like you know just having always been the advice giver and a lot of the advice was around boundaries like in high school I you know I hadn't even like kissed a boy let alone gone on a date and friends being like well what should I say to him to make this happen or how should this da, da, da. and I'm over here just like you know fixing and healing romantic relationships on the side and like helping, helping people stand up for themselves and like say what they want and all this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I come from a family of, um, everyone in my family, my immediate family has defined hearts. And I think, I think there's a little bit of that. I think there's a little bit of like, Oh, we've all, I've been taught that like what I like that my, my will you know, my, whatever matters. Um, not that it matters more than anyone else's, like everyone has the right to boundaries, but like that I also get to say my piece and what I, what I expect, you know? Love this. <laughs> wow. I think everyone in my family has undefined you since like, I think the majority of us. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, attract quite a few people with, the with a defined heart and an open spleen like that which is what I, I have a completely open spleen and a defined heart and weirdly enough quite a few people in my immediate surroundings are that same setup and I'm like are we all part of the same fractal <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's kind of cool I have an open spleen but yeah. open undefined g-center um you um You've mentioned something in the beginning of the conversation, which I love to, yeah, speak a little bit more about sure. um, raising prices. Um, <laughs> your first business. Um, how? When did you know it's time to raise prices? And yeah, I feel like you know, price strategy. It's something I've had this conversation like last month, or maybe like five, six weeks ago. And then I, and I was like, oh, I need to speak about this. Yeah. And I did a podcast and a post. And honestly, so many other coaches in the space were like, I'm so glad you said something because mm. I, and I'm like, why doesn't it, let's, let's normalize talking about these things. Right. But no. um, obviously you've been in business for a really long time already. Like, when did you know, like, how did you go about this? What was this for you? Like very intuitively? Or was it with, okay, now I've done this for three years. Now I need mm -hmm. to up my prices. And, or was it more like energetically as well, right? Like what's my capacity and. A kind of a combination. I think for a while, especially in the first business, it was a capacity thing. Like, oh, well, the desire is there. The need is there kind of thing. But it also was like um, tuning into bitterness. Um, I didn't know bitterness as like a, I, mean, I knew what bitterness meant, but it wasn't like an emotion I had identified in myself until human design, but realizing that, you know, my default setting with, with clients, with any of my work is I want to over deliver. I want to give the best, most incredible experience. I want to literally like knock your socks off. I want you to be like, and I've, and 
I've had the experience where people say like your free stuff is better than this, you know, a thousand dollar course I bought. Da, da, da. And I got that early on in the, in the design business too. I had like a free opt-in that actually was kind of dumb and had no real purpose in my business model. But anyway, I had it cause we were supposed to have it. And I would get those emails all the time from people saying like, this is worth so much. Da, da, da. What I noticed for me is when the pricing isn't correct, that feeling is gone. I'm like, I'm resentful. I'm bitter. I don't want to over-deliver. I feel like it was too much is being pulled of me. It feels unfair. And I used to think that that was a really like kind of bad, like, like kind of bitchy or whatever. And human design really helped actually open up to like, oh no, like the deal is not sweet enough. Like my, that's like literally like the, the question around the, the 3740, the deal is not sweet enough right now. And like, that's not a bad thing. That just means this is an unfair exchange. And I believe that exchanges should be a fair value. The value that I receive is money. So that needs to be like of a fair thing for, for what I'm willing to give and how much I am going to give, you know? Um, luckily I learned that lesson mostly in the design business. So coming into coaching, I didn't have to like relearn that. Um, it felt, it felt a little bit easier to navigate that. Um, but around pricing, you know, with my clients, we talk about that, like that bitterness number, like that resentment number. And so I'll ask people like, Oh, I want to, you know, do these intensives or whatever they say. And like, what number would actually piss you off? Like if somebody showed up and they used it to the full extent and they showed up, you know, every day in the boxer chat or whatever it was like, they like maxed the, the boundaries that you set on this container. What number would you be like actually secretly freaking annoyed and pissed off and bitter about? And whatever that number is, I'm like, okay, we're going to move well away from that number. And then usually there's this other number on the other end of the spectrum. That's like, what number makes you want to like throw up and cry and never talk about it. And like, you like literally cannot get behind right now and whatever that is. I'm like, okay, like, I think we should probably be, you know, 60 to 75% between those numbers. And we can always work up to that, that other number. But, um, I don't think you should like dysregulate yourself trying to sell something that you can't get behind but you should still stay way, way away from your resentment number. Cause you're never going to actually book them. Or if you do book them, it's going to be not a great experience and it's not going to be good for like reputation, you know? Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. 100% resonate. And yeah, very, very similar, very similar approach as well. Right. Because, and that's the thing, you know, like I'm definitely seeing a lot of more, I think maybe a few years ago, it was more like, you know, maybe new business owners that did a lot of like, you know, freebies or tasters, mm. as call them. but even now, like a lot of high ticket coaches, I'm air quoting for anyone listening. <laughs> uh, I love it. With words. <laughs> um, they're doing like free freebies now. And yeah. you know, fr- because I think it's everyone's been more discerning, which is actually beautiful. Um, mm. I must say as well, because yes, you know, um, I also, you know, I stand behind my prices. I know what I'm worth. And it's what you've said, like, you know, bitterness is not my, not signature, but obviously I still experience being bitter and like just feeling depleted and that shows up in the work, right? And I think that's so important. And then I also, you know, kind of understand the other side. I think they just said, I think for me, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is like, I have these like one-on-one, like these really long-term containers, but then also like group programs. Right. So I think for me, accessibility is such a big thing as well. And, Mm -hmm. but I also noticed, you know, when I was teaching yoga, I was like, just pay what you can. And, um, 
I was thinking about this for a really long time. I was like, well, you know, I can't obviously with my business now pay what you can. I'm like, be interesting though to have, I did actually have a sliding scale option for mm-hmm. one of my intensives. Um, but then decided, I was like, well, actually, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. And um, what I also noticed that no one signed up because it was almost like, which price do I go for? And mm-hmm. well, judged, even though I said, you know, there's no judgment. Yeah. But with yoga, what I've noticed is people were actually paying more and then allowed for others to come in who maybe lived in different countries, right? And I think, and I think the whole price strategy topic came up as well because I was speaking to someone in Australia and like, if you work online and you have clients all over the world, you know, and you want to have international clients, yes, someone in LA has very different prices than, you know, let's say Germany or Italy, for example, you know, some of like the Southern European countries. Yeah. You're not going to be able to afford even like a course for a thousand or 1500 because, you know, depending on what they do. So just got me on this hole and I'm like, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I love that. I think the the sliding scale is such a cool idea and option and the way that I've seen it done that I like, I that registered to me is something that I would, would do and play with um, is, I can't believe I'm talking about her so much, literally the same coach that I've mentioned now three times, <laughs> I sound <laughs> a little obsessive. Um, she recently opened up a, a really small intimate group thing and how she explained it was like, this is how I see the value of this. Like basically, you know, there is no value. It's crazy. It's just everything. Um, but here's how I would, here's how I would price this. If I was just going to tell you, like, this is the value of it for this to work. This number of people come in at this price point. If you would like to pay more, there's a sliding scale open to this maximum price point, but the minimum is this. And I, I kind of like how she explained it. It was very honest. It was very real. It was like, I, I cannot actually do this work for free, but I want to give you the option to pay more if that's available to you, if you feel so inclined. Um, but this is, you know, the bare minimum I can take to actually cover my time and expenses and everything is this. And I thought I liked that. That, sounded like, that felt like a good way for me to experiment and try. I haven't actually tried it. So who knows how it would feel out in the world for me, but I'm the most interested in that as a way to kind of create that accessibility. Yeah. Cause even like, you know, like some speaking to some, you know, humans like on Instagram, I'm like, okay, they live in Malaysia or they live in India and I'm like, or the Philippines. I'm like, how accessible is it for them to join? You know, and I don't want to like stereotype, but I've worked, you know, we've had part of our team in the Philippines and I know like you know even like their salaries on like $400 a month so Mm. um and that just kind of got me thinking right and then I was like okay but yeah essentially also this is the value and I love her approach because I Mm. think when you do sliding scale that's so important to for for others to understand as well right this is the value actually like this is um what it's worth although sometimes that's also tricky right because then sometimes you yeah. see like pages like bonus this is worth two hundred thousand yeah. dollars now it's only two thousand i'm like okay but that- <laughs> something doesn't add up here <laughs> yeah. but um no, i think girl math. <laughs> Sorry. the why behind it and yeah i love that whole trans i think for me it was like transparency is something so important and mm. ultimately you no know, yeah thank you for being yeah 
for being so honest about this. Um, no, I, love, I agree with you. There should be I love to have these conversations because they used to be so taboo. And I'm like, no, let's talk about them. You know, like yeah, yeah. the other thing that for me, and, and this isn't the right answer. Like I've had clients after I had kind of like announced this, I've had clients be like, that doesn't work for me in my business model. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying this is the answer. I'm saying, this is what I'm doing going forward. Something that I don't do is, um, my payment plans don't have like extra added on. So like if something is a thousand dollars, you can do it in whatever, four payments of two fifty. like it'll still equal just a thousand dollars. Um, that felt like a really good thing for me to do a couple of years ago. And it's served me well. Yes. I am hundred percent. I mean, I'm not surprised, you know, like <laughs> Same. I don't. And yes, you know, with Stripe, obviously, um, this might actually be interesting with, for some of the listeners as well, yeah. because we obviously get charged transaction fees, right? A percentage. Mm-hmm. And um, so even if it's a payment plan, let's say four payments or six, and if it's still the same price, we obviously take a little bit of a, not hit. It's, I mean, we're. There's more being. Yeah. Thank you. But I also think it's. The, let's not glorify oh someone's paid in full maybe you know not everyone has maybe the financial means and mm-hmm. why should they be punished almost in a way so I really like this and I think this is actually also a big element of accessibility right mm-hmm. um, or even sometimes you're like hey you know I saw that it's only like three month payment plan is there any way yes you know like mm-hmm. I never want that to be like um um, a decision factor for them to be like, oh, actually, I can't, you know, I can't join. And yeah, yeah. I think for my program, which starts next month, um, I almost didn't do painful because I wanted it to feel like a membership because it's six months. I'm like, let's just yeah. do it. Then I would understand just for tax reasons, especially in Europe, sometimes it's better to have everything in one month. Yeah. The financial year, because the financial year in, in Europe ends in March. And the program is until like April. So I was like, okay, I also want to give that option. But I was like, because then it's almost like no judgment, right? Like, hey, everyone has to pay monthly. It's like a membership. So you don't have that big chunk. Um, Yeah, I think that's an interesting option too. And I think like, I don't know, I I would rather play with like incentivizing versus taking away. So like if, if for whatever reason I, I, I needed, desired, wanted more painfuls, I might like add a bonus of something in there, but not a bonus that impacts your actual like ability to go through the program or, or get a lot from the experience. Like it's not, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather add to than, than be like, you don't get this unless you painful or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a way that, that I've, I've toyed with it and played with it, but yeah, it just, it feels, it feels better. I'm not saying it's the perfect right answer for everybody. There's obviously like, you know, for lack of a better word, like cons with quotes around it to it, but that's just like one way that felt aligned to grow my own way. <laughs> yes. oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, we're almost at the end. Um, I would love to know, like, how do you find spaciousness in your life mm. business? And what is also, what is it? you know, day in Caitlin's life look like. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I'm sharing day in the life on Instagram as like a challenge to myself. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Spaciousness for me is, is, you know, it's the tangible stuff, right? It's, it's the open, 
mess with my schedule, the ability to go to a workout class in the middle of the day. Like it definitely encompasses a lot of that kind of more practical side. But I think the biggest way that I have come into relationship with that word and like really grown to just love it so much is, is through the energetics and like my, my nervous system work capacity work to just feel like there is that I can hold anything. I can do anything. I trust myself to navigate anything like that feels like spaciousness to me. And that has been such a wild journey that to be honest, I didn't even fully know I was on until I was like, Oh, I feel different. I feel better. And then like kind of tracing the steps backwards. Um, yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's both right. It's the practical and the, and the, the less tangible, but I, I more so resonate with and really just like get excited about that, that feeling of spaciousness where you're like, I, there's nothing I can't do. There's nothing I can't handle. Um, yeah. And the day in my life looks like they're all slightly different, but there's routines and rituals. Cause like, I, I have a lot of that in my chart, <laughs> my need for structure. Like um, left, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so I'm like, you know, there's usually like my morning routine is kind of the same and my evening routine is kind of the same. And like the general flow is kind of the same, but every day is like, some days I'm creating content. Some days I'm coaching clients all day. Some days I'm recording podcasts, like the, the innards of the day are, are flexible, but there's typically, you know, in this pursuit of spaciousness, there's typically only like three things max that I'm like really giving my energy to in any given day. And that just has been the most supportive for me and my energy and honestly, my business, right. It's like forced intentionality and forced dis- discernment. So I, I, I run a really streamlined ship <laughs> because of that. I love that. But yeah, I mean, you've created your business <clears throat> around your energetics as well. Right. I mean, as a projector, you're not meant to work. I mean, we're all not meant to work like eight yeah. hours a day anyway, but really finding that spaciousness. So I really love this. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin, how can humans work with you? How can they find you? Um, what are you working on at the moment? And yeah, what's, yeah, what kind of setting do you work with clients? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. So right now I do have a couple of one-on-one spots open and private coaching is something that I'm always like willing to explore with someone because the packages all slightly vary. Typically people are in Voxer with me, you know, throughout the week. And typically we have one to two calls per month, but um, what I have found works really well for me is, is engaging in the conversations and seeing where they're at and kind of building some, some custom packages in this season. That's just felt really good and really fun. So I do have a couple of just openings, but as far as details on what that includes, that would just be specific to each person. Um, and what else is going on? I have a podcast. I'm on Instagram. I think these episodes yeah. are going to come out around the same time. So go listen to the podcast, listen to yeah. Nina on mine. <laughs> so fun. Um, and I'm always on Instagram. I'm, and my username is at Caitlin S. Kessler. And right now I'm, I'm currently building a, a, a secret little wait list. And it's like very interesting that we started talking about pricing. I love the connection because um, a core concept of this secret wait list, I'm being so vague, is yeah. about really building abundance, building like richness in your life. And that can obviously mean like monetarily, but just building it throughout your life, having a life that feels 
rich and deep and decadent and lovely and warm and wonderful and gooey and just, ugh. So I'm very excited. I think of chocolate. So I said gooey. It's probably a weird, <laughs> weird. My brain goes rich. I thought of honey. I was like, mm, rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so I'm building a wait list right now because that is coming out in later this year. And I am just beyond excited to, to enter into those conversations with people and really facilitate just a really incredible experience. So yeah, that's what's, that's what's coming. Sneak preview. Spoiler alert. Amazing. Amazing. All right. One final question. What is your, do you have a daily rest practice? And if you do, what's your favorite tool or favorite practice of resting? Okay. Um, yes, I do. What a good question. What's my favorite though? That's hard. Um, (laughs) I think currently, though, this does change probably seasonally. I think currently I'm very much into like somatic practices, mostly in like my hips. So I'm, I really like just laying on the floor and like shaking my legs. <laughs> like, I know that sounds so like weird if you've never experienced or done any kind of somatics work, but like, it's, it's just felt so freeing and releasing and it's helped me sleep better. And it's just like, it's just been really rejuvenating for me to, to go through a couple of different like exercises, I guess. Um, her hips. <laughs> is, that, is that an interesting answer? <laughs> yeah, I love it because I mean, hips, you know, like, you know, the sacral chakra, right? Like the root of like um, the water element, it's the seed of creativity, but sensuality, sexuality. So yeah. um, I actually did a big hips practice this morning. And I was like, <laughs> sometimes I feel uh, really emotional. I'm like, it's so good seed of like okay my hips are really tight it's time to open them <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's it that exploration for me started not necessarily because of like the the healing part of it but I, I go to bar classes and I and I was noticing that like one of my hips was just like a pain that I couldn't identify and a pain that I like I couldn't figure out what I was how I was holding my body wrong or whatever I just I like, couldn't figure it out and that kind of led me to like actually needing to like stretch and strengthen hips. And then that I was like, of course, you know, went down the more spiritual side of that and was like, Ooh, juicy. Yes. <laughs> and I've just been really loving it. Oh, amazing. Well, I feel like that's a perfect on the perfect note to end, you know? Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. Um, yeah. For being here and yeah, I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Grow Your Own Way. I'm so happy um, you shared space with me. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could rate this podcast um, either on Spotify or Um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, because it simply means that more human beings will find this podcast. Again, thank you so much. If you have any questions, any requests, um, head over to Instagram at yourlinespace. My DMs are always open and I always love to hear from you. Bye.